everybody to episode 10 of monkey business show yay today we have two amazing guests oh, and alan is the third amazing <laughs> guest in a different category of amazingness we have yeah. tommy and amisha from the dora team hello guys how are you guys hello hello um great uh how about you i'm good i'm good i heard that you had a very long trip before coming to this podcast so we're very happy to have you yeah i made a mistake by uh, booking and 9 a.m. flight, so I had to wake up quite early. But uh, you know, at least you learn from your mistakes, right? Next time I'm going to book something else. Anything to fly <laughs> KLM, right? Yes. Oh, that one wasn't KLM, though, was it? Are we allowed to do I think, airplane uh, sponsorship? I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think one of the flights was a KLM, but the the final flight was uh, SAS. Right. Tommy will do Is Tommy a like a KLM lot. fanboy? Yeah, Tommy will do He's a just lot. one's KLM flight? Yeah, to get those points, dude. He will he will ah, take almost a connecting flight rather than a direct flight to get those points. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Man. And Misha, you are in Lisbon right now, right? <clears throat> yeah, I am. I am uh, playing Dota every day, like, so super, super happy days right now. Well, we've been trying to get you guys into the podcast, uh, but obviously you were busy with the season. But the moment that like the season was over, I tried to squeeze you in because all the comments were like, hey, bring the boys, you know, bring, mm -hmm. it's great that you guys are talking, but can you bring the boys? So here are the boys. Misha is our, he was our coach during TI10, and now he's our captain and leader of the team. And Tommy was our first signing when we were putting the team together. So I think we have a lot of things to discuss. Uh, but I wanted to start with a few questions for Misha. Sorry, and Alan is the, the general manager of the Dota team. Okay, Misha, so how is the story of how we found you? Because we've heard the story, obviously, from Seb, you know, how he started <laughs> playing with you and he started messaging you. But how did you end up the coach of OG? Uh, I mean, it's not that easy. It's only his side of the story. Uh, in reality, uh, I was just uh, trying to play a lot. Uh, I didn't try to snipe him, but I was just trying to play a lot of Dota and to let as as much people as I can like to notice me and it just like happened like happened naturally by coincidence that we played really a lot of games with Seb and like with him and against and I won with him and I won against him had a good win rate and I thought like it can be a good uh, moment to add him you know like I feel like I win him and I win with him like good good moment um <laughs> uh, uh so yeah, he added and like, and we talked a bit. Uh, and I said to him that I'm like big fan and I want to be uh, a coach. I mean, I could be a coach. I could be helper. I could be analyst. Whatever. Uh, I could do a lot of things. And I explained to him how I view the Dota, how I could like change uh, the way the team is playing right now. Why I think it's not like in the best shape right now and stuff and stuff. And he liked it. But he said, uh, it's all good, but it's not like the best moment. And later, uh, maybe we, we can make it work. And in six months, he wrote me that uh, uh, time to try. And we tried. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Well, we've been very public about it. And Johan and Seb have spoke about it. But 
you completely revolutionized how we play Dota. We went from being a not very good team during the whole season to make it all the way to TI and the way we play the qualifiers. Qualifiers were very rough. Those teams were very, yeah. very good. Chandra played amazing. And so did Nigma. So we were there because of you and thanks to you. And then, you know, the, the world suddenly changed and Johan and Seb decided one of them to retire. They wanted them to take a break. Mm-hmm. And we had that moment, which again, we spoke about that moment without you, but now you're here where we sat down after TI to do the debriefing. And you had that moment of like, I'm here. I want to do it. I feel I can do it. I want you guys to believe that I can do it. And we were like, he's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So how was that for you? I mean, it's great. It's great. I mean, I was mostly like touched by the stories because I was like almost the last one to speak. I was just listening to what people were saying because like Seb said a lot of uh, things and Johan and it was like, and everyone and Topias, uh, Martin, Sumail, everyone like. I was just listening and was like, it was like super emotional actually, like because they were talking like from their heart and I I wasn't focused on like what I'm saying like at all. But yeah, I was just listening to them mainly. So after that meeting, uh, we sat down together, Johan, Seb, and Topias as well, and everybody was like unanimous, you know, it's Misha. Misha is the next person to <laughs> to take the project forward, and then we That's told cool. you. And then we started looking at, okay, who could it be uh, the first person that we approached and who could it be the person that we want to talk to? And Tommy, this is where you enter the story. Because mm-hmm. I was with you in TI9 and I, I have a feeling of what Misha wanted and how Misha, you know, how he's super creative and he's like all about good vibes. And we spoke about you and I said, we need to look uh, at Tommy. But when we came to you the first time, we didn't really have a project. It was not like... Oh, Johan, Seb, Sumail, Saxa, and now Misha is here. Do you want to join? It was more like, hi, it's me and Misha. Do you want to join the circus? So how was that for you? I mean, uh, that was quite interesting. I was already like, during that phase, I was considering highly of Southeast Asia or other regions. I actually had like uh, some offers, but I thought like, I always liked OG because of the the good vibes you guys see on the outside, on even on the inside. It looked it looked like a really fun team to be around, and and it's true. So I don't regret my decision at all. I just think like that time, I still uh, wasn't 100% sure, and that's why I needed more conversation with Misha and get a feeling of how he thinks about Dota and how he he wanted to approach the game. And I think like. After knowing him more as a person, it it convinced me entirely that okay, I want to play for this guy. I want to make him even a better Dota player. And I make him. I, w- I want to go to LAN events with him. I want to play tournaments with him, and I want to play with him. You know, like I think he has a great potential to be the best captain. But sometimes maybe maybe too nice, <laughs> too nice. I mean, it's, it's not smart. a bad thing. It's just yeah. So when the first time, just tell me, be honest with me. So the first time that I, we told you, hey, look, we want you to be in OG, but it's going to be a cold different OG. Did you already heard the news that these guys were all leaving? Or you thought that, oh, let me see what pieces OG has. And then when you find out, I was like, no, no, it's just actually Misha right now. It's Misha and me. Oh, I should thought, uh, maybe the f- like the first day I thought uh, two players were leaving. 
since you guys were talking to me, I assumed Saxa was leaving, right? And then I was assumed like either Johan or Seb is leaving. I was thinking it was probably Seb because of the eye treatment he had before TI, so it was more reasonable thing was Seb and then Saxa. And then I hope the team will be like, no tell. Actually, no. That would not make sense. <laughs> I thought like, I don't know that I was going to coach. Yeah, that was what I thought. And then Misha will play with Topson, and then Sumir will stay. And yeah, that was Surprise. like my mindset. So by then, you've talked also a lot about, from your perspective from Liquid, that something has to change and all that. But you actually, you, I didn't know that you were looking at SCA teams. You thought yourself you could be living there as well, instead of in Europe? Uh, I think they would... Uh, Right teams, I could probably live in SCA, but like after considering for like put more time into it, I was like, with COVID still going on, and right now it's still going on, and travel restriction may change at any time, and I will be stuck in Southeast Asia for a long time, and I would not like that. So I changed my mind quick. And uh, Misha, what was the thing that you like about Tommy? Why you thought it could be a good addition for the <clears throat> team? About I mean, you obviously knew about him, but I don't know. I will tell a little bit more I about mean, how you came to Tommy. I mean, the th th three things, like very simple things, like from what you would want to have from your teammate. Like I saw like three things about him. First thing, he's like uh, very high rank. He was top one, means he he's a grinder. That's the best mindset of a teammate. Like you always want players uh, who you never want to like force them to play or ask, ask them to play. You want them to be hungry to always play on their own, like so. That's like the first thing, and, and it's good. It's very you learn after important. TI10 with us, eh? That nobody wanted to play. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, I think people <laughs> actually want to play. Yeah, so we have this. Uh, then player has to be positive and kind, and like I see it from pubs. I see it from like I mean, I'm just in Dota. I see tournaments and everything. I, I understand what mentality every player has like not maybe 100 percent but at least and felt i i felt like and i'm definitely not wrong that he has positive mentality and he's a kind person um and the most important part the last part is like dota i think i wanted uh the player that can do different things and not be afraid to try different things that can be <clears throat> like either very uh, team oriented or very strange like very like some strange strats or like some uh, strange individual heroes that you don't expect some like usual post four player to play and stuff and like and the way he plays the game like he is not like narrow-minded uh, it's not like some players that are like super scripted and do a lot of similar stuff uh, like uh, and when it all comes together like I definitely like first think of him because nobody else fits those. That's amazing. And Alan was our manager of the academy team when we had the Dora seat and the, the OG seat. And then he was working in OG in part of the sponsorship. And you guys knew each other as well. Is that correct, uh, We bumped Alan? in. Yeah, we bumped, me and Misha, you mean? You and Tommy. Oh, me and Tommy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I bumped into... I, I don't know when I would have first met Tommy. When did we, you got any idea? I think ESL Birmingham. Oh as right, well? yeah, 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 yeah. I think we met to be ESL Birmingham at first. I think largely uh, shout out to Pexu for sort of introducing us because I was working with P 
Pexu a lot during that time, and Pexu was really friendly with the Liquid guys. So if we were at the same event, we'd sort of hang out with those sort of guys, and I got to know most of the guys, and I, and I and I saved Tommy's ass when uh, we were in uh, <laughs> when we were in LA, right at the beginning <laughs> of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely did. Tommy was gonna go, I think, to the. Tommy, you were you were going somewhere? The zoo? I want to say the Disneyland. No, we were trying to change a flight or something. Because, we were. Uh... Everyone was flying out and trying to get out of LA as soon as that event finished because the pandemic mm -hmm. was coming. Flights were getting cancelled. But I think you were going to go somewhere else in America, and I want to say it was like a tourist thing. And I. Yeah, yeah, it, it was the Disneyland actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it it got cancelled. Understandable. They, they, and I like, think we stopped just... everything. And I think and we then just... we tried to get out of the country. Yeah, yeah, and I think you, I think you came to the flight, and there were just space. There was a couple of spaces left on the flight, or something. I can't even remember the full story. Yeah, it was good. It was I was chaotic. able to leave like days earlier. Yeah, it was pretty chaotic. God bless. Yeah, and I and I know. It sounds Misha like a from... like a thrilling story. <laughs> and I know Misha <laughs> from my time in uh, Ninjas in Pajamas. Yeah, we met. Yeah, yeah, we worked together. You were there in Ninjas in Pajamas. We yeah. yeah. Uh, we worked together. I was captain and he was a manager. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I joined NIP when they replaced Seneco. And one of the first things I had to do was find a captain. And uh, <laughs> we went for him. So <laughs> I was well aware of this, uh, how good he was in you know, as a player, at, but also just as a leader, you know, and as somebody to motivate people. Very interesting that we say this because I think that Misha is obviously an incredible captain. But when NIP traded Soneko, they got worse immediately. Yeah, he was in a way the the yeah. glue of that. So I yeah. think that Misha, you needed to build your own team from the beginning, not just take over a team that you haven't designed because you have such a yeah, unique work. Work. mind, you know, that you wanted to build your own pieces. And to go back to the story, you told me the reason why you like uh, Taiga. But then you guys together started talking about other players, right? And you talk about a lot of different players. So how do you guys landed into BCM, Amar, and Juragi? <clears throat> I mean, I, 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 it's a big uh, task to find course. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I don't think it's like a usual situation where you have like the subs find like looking for three cores. Usually, core of a team like uh, have like post one or post two or post three. Uh, so those people, they had to be fresh people. They have to be new people. They shouldn't be uh, connected to something else. They have to be like open-minded, and because like usually in cyber, uh, like in gaming, we have a lot of like combos of friends, like uh, you know, like in EG, for example, some Creed and Artis and stuff like that. And all the people they play together, and when you find like three peoples when you weren't connected at all uh you definitely just want to, uh them to be able uh th them to be able to adapt because they will have to adapt to each other as three uh players from zero and it's a very very big task it's not like two cores adapting to one it's like three and like to each other it will be a mess no matter what so they have to be smart they have to be good they have to be open minded so those were the most important so they have to be young and then I think we landed, the first person that we really looked into was Amar. Amar was the one that was like, okay, yeah. there, 
offlaners, we saw that there was actually not that many of them <laughs> that weren't connected to a team and there were not that many of them that we liked. And we first talked to Amar. The conversation was Amar. I want to make it public right now. It was the craziest conversation I had during the whole <laughs> booking people. Because we go, it's Misha and I, and say, hi, Amar, we're building a new project. Misha is going to be the captain, and we would like to figure out if you would like to work with us. And his answer was like, okay, I got an idea. So you hire Creepwave, Misha, coach. I'm like, no, no, Amar. So like, hear, hear me out for a second. Jesus. So He's still Misha is the captain. To this. I was like, <laughs> Misha is the captain, and then we're going to look for the, he was like, no, 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 no. Misha coach, creep wave here, uh, no tail captain. I was like, no, 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 okay. And I'm gonna explain it to you again, Mark. So I was like, is, is he not understanding or I am not explaining it properly? <laughs> and I don't know, I think uh, I left the conversation thinking, I, I, I think I should write it to him. Like, hey, dude, this is yeah. it's a whole new project. We're not discussing Misha. Misha is the one that we have already chosen. So now we're looking for people that wanna play with Misha. Ah, okay, okay. Okay, well now, and he said, I want BCM. <laughs> okay, okay, so we went from Amar, and then we started talking to different mid players, and we talked to a few of them. And it was a very interesting because, Tommy, you were already part of this conversation. We, we looked at a bunch yeah. of them, and we had a few interviews, and I think that all the ones that we were talking, they were all really, really good. And I think that at one point, maybe Misha, maybe I'm wrong, but please tell me, we were looking to someone maybe a little bit more experienced than BCM because we're like, okay, so it's a new captain. Maybe it's Tommy here is the veteran. If we bring a 16 year old, maybe can we bring a, a mid player that is 20, 21, 22? But every single time we keep watching BCM, we're like, fuck, are we really just not picking the right guy just because he's 16? And you started talking to yeah, him, Yeah, I right? mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, we had those thoughts that maybe it would be better if we get like, uh, more experienced mid laner, uh, like because like mid lane is much more connected to the side lane course. Like it's pretty logical, right? Like because like if you like have an experienced carrier, he's not going to help off lane and mid lane. But if you have experienced mid lane, for example, like in China, right? They take maybe Somnus in any team, and he makes the team like more experienced, more stable, more team Dota, good early game, like things like that. It's very very simple. It works. Like it's a good idea, but Every time I'm watching like his game, like as you said, like he he he's too good. You can't you can't like chase those like uh, things when like the Dota part just says you just look at it. Like <laughs> it's a different level. It's much better. You, you just can't ignore it, and you just have to listen to it. I think. Yeah, and I yeah. remember you saying this. You just have to listen to the Dota. I, I you, you keep telling that to Johan and Seb. You just have to listen to the Dota, and, and yeah, you were like, no, this kid, this kid is is the kid. And we talked to Topias and we said, hey, do you know this guy? And he was like, yeah, he's pretty good. He, said, he sent me a message saying, just look at the mid player from Creepwave. Because I think he could be very special. And I'm like, okay. And then the group of two became the group of four with the two kids. And then we had to go and look for a carry. And we look everywhere for carries. And we actually, uh, I'm not going to say audition, but we try out two of them, right? We play with two of them, a few pubs, I think. No? Uh, me, me, think me. So. I played. I played. Yes. Oh, you played. I played, okay. oh. I played uh, games with Artem. I played uh, one or two games in pubs. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you actually mentioned us to us very early that you thought that that carry player was going to come from CIS region. 
you said, I, I think this is, you need someone that wants to play, that is passionate about playing, that wants to play all day, all night. And I think that you were very clear about it because if you find already a bunch of other players that want to be like that, you know, you couldn't really come with like mm -hmm. a star player of, I don't play. No, you wanted like yeah, somebody that, that played. So why did you decide on a space back then, Yuragi now? Uh-huh. I mean, again, very similar story to BDM. You go through personalities, you go through Dota games, you look at uh, replays, how people play Dota, you try to, like, to understand like the way they make decisions, then you call to them, you talk to them, and, like, uh, first of all, uh, he was, like, super... Um, excited to play with us back like uh, not everyone was and it's a big thing like for me like m maybe even the biggest like he's super excited to work with OG like and he's like yeah yeah like th th that's cool let's go and th th that's the first thing second thing so I already understand that things are gonna gel together on lo long term you know like even things go rough at the start uh, we, we can still be together so I already know it that's the first thing second thing uh, of course Dota <laughs> very simple like i'm watching the way he plays and he doesn't have a lot of competitive games i was like even just watching his rankings uh and like only few of competitive games like because they were like like two weeks ago or three weeks ago like, not, not very realistic and i i really enjoyed it I, I i saw like the perfection i saw that he is like careful when it's needed i saw that he's aggressive when it's needed because like what I hate the most is like not aggressive players, and I, I was just definitely trying to, you know, first thing I, when I like f first thing I, I'm trying to notice when I look at carry replays uh, is that like the, the the balance of aggressiveness, the farm and the stuff, and I if I would f found him like a farm bot that doesn't join the team that does nothing, I would have instantly cancelled him, and I was looking for those things and I couldn't. Like he he, he was pretty perfect for me, and for the, from the way I view Dota, so. Very good match. That's awesome. I want to highlight one of the things that you are saying because I think that a lot of people mistreated you, Misha, and I, I know you're not up for vengeance or out for revenge, but I have. I've been enjoying you destroying people because I think that there was a moment where <laughs> nice. I got the constant feeling of people telling you, well, you're not Johan, you're not Seb. And you constantly, I saw you in the interviews having to justify Hey, yes, but I'm Misha and I want you to play with me. And a lot of people didn't want to play with you. Eh? And I'm putting them on blast. A lot of people didn't believe. Uh -huh. And I think that Tommy, I, one of the reasons why I've been so thankful to you is that in that moment, you had more to lose by coming to play with Misha. Mm -hmm. But you believed. Definitely. And I'm glad you believe. Because, you know, we were OG, it was Sepp and Johan. When Sepp and Johan were vouching for Misha, then that's it. We're all behind, you know? You knew these guys were not going to bounce for someone that was not great. But Misha hadn't proved that it was great yet. Mm. I mean, I think that uh, I should convince me so much was that Misha's personality and the vibes he gave up is like there was some light shining behind his <laughs> behind him, you know? When you when you were talking to Misha, it's like it's a feeling like uh, there's something about this guy that I want to play with it's know, true so did you feel that much um mm. when we were in dubai in between the games i thought that you get if you know after a loss you get that you get that little rattle don't you and then you get misha on the line and the minute he started saying 
I don't want to say what you were saying, but the, the coaching that you gave in between the games, it's like the room goes clear, it feels. You know, it's just... You understand everything that they want to hear, how they need it delivered, and it's it's magical, you know, to listen to. I don't want to make it out to be So ridiculous. I wanted to talk about Dubai in a second, because I, I, I'm going to get there, because Misha is an amazing coach. Amazing coach. We know it, because we had him with us, you know? So during this time that Chu was actually playing... Uh, with the team and Misha was coaching, you actually got to see how great of a coach he is <laughs> because he's fucking fantastic. So he adds a lot of it. Thanks. And I think that there was, there was this, and I'm going to be honest as well. This is the podcast of being honest. There was a few moments when I first first Misha that I was like, is this guy just fake? Is this guy just saying this shit because he wants to be liked? And I remember I, I talked to Seb and Johan. I was like, this guy is super fucking corny. And he's like, dude, you're not getting it right. He is authentic. He's, the, he's saying this because he feels it. He's not saying this because he's being corny. And I was like, huh, really? And the moment that I started thinking like that, everything changed. Because the corniness became authenticity. And the moment that I stopped thinking that you were corny, you know the word corny, uh, Misha? It's like corny is like uh, those coaches that are like, hey, you did a good job. Thanks for trying. I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I get it, I get it, I get yeah. it. For first yes, you... stuff like that. I Correct. Like, for example, every day we, we rank the day. We have a, a joke, you know, and every day we rank the day. We have a few things at the end of the day that we yeah. uh, do a debrief and we rank the day one out of 10. Misha is always a 10 out of 10. I was like, Misha, we had a fucking shitty day today. Nothing worked today. What do you mean 10 out of 10? He's like, yeah, 10 out of 10. I was like, okay, fine. You're not taking this serious. But I understood later that for you it was a 10 out of 10 because you were spending your day doing what you love the most. That's why it's always a 10 out of 10. Because days that you do that way, it's great. So I can see the positivity and I know that. And, and Tommy, for you, you've been in other teams, but you've been mostly in Liquid with Insania and all that. They are also pretty happy and a good bunch of guys. But what was the biggest change for being in OG with Misha and being in Liquid with Insania? I think uh, definitely the open-mindedness of all the players. Because uh, our team is very inexperienced, considering our the course and the age, and I think the biggest difference is that I feel that things are getting deja vu in a way. Because I feel I see myself in the course because it's the same way when uh, I played in Alliance back in the days, when the same age, you know, and then there was like Insania being me right now in a way. <laughs> so I guess that's like the biggest difference is that I'm seeing myself in the other players. When I was okay. young, a lot younger. Does that help you deal with them better, or does that help uh, you it, like, it, okay, it, it I know how he's been a little shit. <laughs> well, it does help me understand them better, and I think that's right. a really good thing. And um, like being able to understand them, being able to like understand how childish they can be at times, and why they're being like that, and they don't really mean like bad, you know, like bad things about it. They just at that age, and that is how they. Ex act at some po at some certain points just because they want to be cool you know they're still at that pace so they want to they be good they want to play and play and play eat unhealthy that too <laughs> i was at that point too so. <laughs> a lot I, of things but when i talked to johan one of the main advices that he told me was like do not make them grow faster like we're not trying to get 16 year old players that behave at 22. we want 16 year old players that can behave 16 because that's when i bring the kind of magic that we are looking for. So don't push them, you know, to, 
to grow hard and grow faster. And Misha, how do you deal with them? You know, obviously you guys are in a very different part of your life. You are 24 right now. Yeah. And then um, they're 16. I mean, so how do you deal with them? How do you help them? I mean, it's not easy. <laughs> like, not, not everything works. Not everything goes according to how I want it to be. They're like uh, humans, and I have to respect them. And I do respect them. I don't have to. Uh, and they have their opinions. They have their personalities, their habits, and their view of the world. And like, for example, uh, if with Artem, uh, your idea is like pretty simple. Uh, but uh, uh, BZM, Amar, more different personalities, more different uh, nationalities, like, uh, like, uh, and they, they're like super crazy and like fun and like explosive and you never know what to expect. And like every day of the screams can be a ride of like good and bad moments and <laughs> a lot of crazy things can like good, good and bad can outcome from that and we are trying to find balance how to control it and it's, it's, it's a big task and but as you said not to shut it down because we we, we have it because uh, they're good at dota and because like they're free right and this freedom allows them to do different things so we have to balance it out to let them do their thinking in game still yeah so I'm going to make you what probably is one of my best compliments for you, Misha. I think that a lot of players will be defined by who their coaches or their captains are early in their career. And a lot of, I think, in my opinion, players are ruined because they were taught this is the only way that Dota plays. This is the only way that Dota works. And Dota changes all the time. And the way there is new ideas and new things are doing that. So if you get stuck in one way of playing Dota, you won't win because you have to always play something different so when we wanted to go young it's because you wanted young players not to force them into seeing the world the way that you wanted to see it it was more like you need young players that want to play and that they're open to anything because you wanted to try a lot of mm -hmm. different things you didn't want to play the same way that og play on ti10 you wanted to take some of these fundamentals and then take it to a completely different place right yeah, I mean, let, let everything like throw like challenges at us, and it will shape us. Like, right? We will understand things when we lose tournaments, when we will win tournaments, when we scream. We will understand like everything, and it all comes from players. Like, so we definitely needed time. Now, now we definitely understand like who we are and what we are, and we start, start already started building on on top of that. But before, like, <laughs> I, I can't plan anything or predict we definitely had to experience that yeah johan told us that one of the things that you really like is that you have a very cis structure mentality about dota and that that's how you were able to implement great changes on the other team immediately and from this one remember tommy mm -hmm. he had like a very clear plan of what he wanted to do he didn't want to get immediately on the on the strategic part or that he just wanted you guys to play together you guys to play the team fights you guys to play like that and if you learn how to play like that, then it doesn't matter what hero you put there. It's all about playing together, playing together, playing together. And do you guys feel that you're on outside of that stage into and the more nuanced part of Dota, or where are you guys as a team right now? Um, I mean, um, laning, um, like uh, half of the things you said, they're like mostly about laning, um, and half about the way uh, team 
uh, talks to each other and the way they play with each other. Uh, our laning is still like in the moment of shaping it. Uh, it's not in the best form. Uh, we still have some failures. Uh, we, we have some great moments. Uh, we had like uh, a lot of experiments we've laned. Uh, me uh, with Amar, we've laned Tommy with Artyom, we've even laned uh, Coach with Artyom and Coach with Amar. So we've done a lot of different things and we learned from them. We've seen a lot of perspectives because Coach uh, played with Amar in previous team and Creeper. They were laning together. They gave us another perspective, for example, how I can lane better with Amar and stuff like that. And we are uh, still trying to improve on that because um, when players came, I expected them to be uh, not not as good on laning as uh, they appeared to be because they, uh, they appeared to be pretty good on it, like uh, re really good, um, like uh, above the level that I expected. So it wasn't big. It wasn't such uh, a work to make them better on basic things. Uh, now it's about teamwork, like how you attack together, how you do things together. It requires talking. It requires feeling each other. It requires like playing a lot of games each other and like it requires time and we are on a good way uh and on the dota part of the uh game uh now i i think we are making really good steps uh, i wouldn't say anything loud but i just like the way team is going right now because before dubai right uh into the uh the dubai i just loved the way like guys played and Dota was really good. Result, result isn't like satisfying. Maybe not everyone is happy, and they shouldn't be. Uh, but uh, I, I really loved the change of the dynamic in the game. We attack more. We define better. We do so much stuff. We care about the game much more. Like people, like boom, boom, boom. They're like talking. Like this is happening. This is happening. What do we do? Boom, boom, boom. And people are trying. Uh, I started to getting. M much more deep into the team Dota because they already played against Spirit Online. Online, they played against big teams in online tournaments, and now they f understand the pace of the game, the pressure when they're not playing screams, like not actually caring where, where they're playing official, where they're playing full power, where, where they want to win. And we had to experience those punches. And once we uh, got shaken by them in the middle of a season when we had a lose streak, now we already started the work. And uh, the way it goes, I love it. I think we are becoming pretty good at it. Like, I would say even That's much better at than at laning. So th th this thing like, progresses much faster. Yeah. Tommy, you have anything to add? Misha just said pretty well most of the things, but I have to say I, I agree like all of them. I think like this tournament or the tournament Dubai like show a lot of things like how lack of experience we had and I'm still like really proud that we made top six or top five top five in my head I would say and also at that tournament it just made us miss Misha a lot more than you know normal so I'm gonna tell yeah. you that Misha we really miss you thanks <laughs> he's addictive eh careful <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's actually addictive I think it was good that you guys saw Steam Spirit and Enigma in LAN. They're very fast. They play Enigma plays so fucking fast sometimes. And it was good. It was good yeah, seeing them. I actually enjoy seeing them in their best form, you know? Because, you know, Enigma mm. for the last few months has not been like that. And then you see him on LAN, it's like, holy shit, these guys are dangerous, eh? On LAN. 
<laughs> last few months, I, I would say much more than last few months. And it's been very <laughs> generous. Very, uh, long yeah. downtime. Yeah, they've been on the listing for a much longer time. Like, I, I'm really happy to see them back. I even tweeted yeah. like before the start of like the first uh, uh, Europe like division. I expected them to be a really good team, and I'm happy to see them back because like, come on, like they have to be in the top. Like they have to be in the yeah. top three on like of every tournament. This is Nigma, come on. Yeah, I'm so, so happy to see them back. So think about it from Nigma's perspective. My... Sorry, sorry, Mohamed, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I was going to add a comment about that. I enjoy getting my ass kicked by Miracle Invoker. That's good. <laughs> they have it. It's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. So what I was going to yeah, say, yeah, like, yeah. if you really think about Nigma's perspective, besides uh, the major that they won, and I think they finished second or third, they have not been able to go to a land until now. But we've seen them at every single time they go to a land, they're, they're very, very dangerous. And Tommy, you were saying that you enjoy getting your ass kicked by Enigma. <laughs> I enjoy getting my ass kicked by Miracle Invoker. I think his Invoker uh. is a treat. <laughs> so. We were talking to Topias last week about how different it is, you know, uh, different Invokers and how everybody plays it differently. And how Topson was one way and Miracle is one way and DCM is completely different as well. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the most dangerous Invoker? Miracle? BGM. <laughs> yeah. Not even close. He's confident. He 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 is he is confident. If you tell him he's not the best invoker sure. in the world, he is going to stop listening to, to anything you say after to, that. To, like. to, top five of invokers: first is B, second is C, third is M, then Miracle, and then someone uh -huh. else. Mm. <laughs> That's the top. Amazing. Can so I tell the story about how? Um, mm -hmm. I made a mistake with BZM's name announcement, by the way. Enlighten so me. Did you know what happened here, Jay? No. So, he was previously called... What's his previous name? Hansh, Hansa? Hansha. Hansha. I never know exactly. Yeah. And he wanted to change to BZM. And he told me on voice he wants to change it to BZM. And I was like, okay, perfect. As an English person, you'd normally say BZM. So I actually didn't twig that BZM was three letters. So I said to him, oh, can you type it to me? So he obviously thinks this weird old man's asking me to spell three letters for him. So he said, oh, it's like BZM. I said, yeah, yeah, I know. But like, just write it for me so I don't make any mistakes. And I think he thinks I say or that I'm asking him to spell it phonetically. So he writes B-I-Z-I-E-M. So I'm like, okay. So I change his name on the Discord server to that. And then we announce him as BZM. <laughs> I don't know however you'd say that. And he was like, what is this? That's not my name. It's BZM. So during the first announcement, I got his name completely well wrong. Well played, well played. <laughs> so my, my apologies, but there's your, there is a story behind it. You had one job, eh? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You he had wrote one that fucking to me. I, I changed his. I changed his name on the Discord, and he didn't mention it. He just. He said to me, "Oh, I thought you were just trolling me." <laughs> yeah, probably a sign. So it's actually good. We should much. introduce also how Alan joined the the circus. So after we got the the boys, so first we put the team together with Misha, and then after we have the boys, we need to figure out who was the manager, and because of the complexities of this team and their visas. And the fact that two of them are minors and they still go to school, uh, my thesis was that we wanted somebody that was a little bit more experienced in life that could be around Dota all day. And you guys would be surprised, eh? finding managers are very, very hard with these, uh, let's say, requests. 
because a lot of the, I would say the managerial job can be sometimes very sacrificial. You spend a lot of time away from home and you spend a lot of time, you know, there. Mm -hmm. And it's not like the highest paid job in the world. So it normally falls into younger people that are normally already around of a team. Not to trivialize it, you know, but it's like younger people that are many times it's like the first job in eSport. They become the manager of the teams and then they go into organizations and they grow that. But that's not what we wanted. So our, our idea was that the old manager, Walter, who uh, was with the team and he's also the one managing all this one, was going to be upgraded to uh, the eSports coordinators for operations to help all of the coordinations. And then that you are going to come in and hopefully provide this older brother kind of like or fatherly embrace into the team because you have kids of your own, right? You have two kids. I do. Three. You have three, three kids and now you now you have eight. I have three. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, these two, these two are responsible. Yeah. I, 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 he's very good. So. I, I think having Adam like uh, and the fact that he can like actually talk to us like and to persuade us and to like make us understand simple simple things and the way he talks to us i think he's very important to the team like as important like as coach like uh, to make the team gel together and like st stick together like I, I think he's doing a very good job <laughs> yeah like i think he, he's well, a perfect fight settle down settle down he's a, a <laughs> he's our mental sport you know he, he's more he's, than he's than like a dad and because when we have the, the Dota team before and the CSGO team, I've, I've learned a few things, you know, like in the Dota team, Johan and Seb are, are great leaders. So in a way, we didn't need it like Walter or even Tituan, you know, to be those leaders. They all have different roles. Walter is like very, very operational driven, you know, he didn't need to take a space or take a spotlight. And Tituan was more like a, like a soft voice. But for this team, we needed something very different. And we're going to get to coach in a second, because first in the story was Alan first. And then we got together and we said, okay, who do you want as a coach? And that's when we started talking to Shu. But that was you, uh, Misha, you, you brought Shu and you said, I want to play with this guy. And yeah. why, what did you saw about him that you like? I mean, it's, it, it, it's all easy and simple. I've been talking to him about Dota like every day for a few hours for like uh, a year. <laughs> or like eight months or ten months when I was without him when I was with him then when I joined OJ as a coach I didn't like uh, uh, leak him things but I was just uh, discussing the way Dota is being played and like I, I just learned like something new and I wanted to discuss it uh, more like for example team meeting is over we finished screams boys plays pub but I want more Dota and I want like to think more and sometimes to develop some ideas to make them go to the next level. One mind isn't enough. You need to bounce them like left, right, left, right, uh, to make them like uh, much more real and shaped and much more acceptable and to make them work. Uh, sometimes you can like get lost very, very fast. Like if you are alone, like theory crafting. So I, I bas basically he helped me a lot and he, like he's a brilliant dot of mine. Uh, it's not like uh, I needed someone to talk to. It's like I wanted to hear his opinion on things, first of all. That's why I was calling him all the time, because I think he's smart. And I think the way he sees that is very pure and smart, like and mathematical and smart and rational. 
and he understands all those concepts and he shows them in the way he plays uh, Dota, like in Ranches. I see it, like he hasn't lost it or anything. He has very, very good feel for Dota right now on this patch and on previous patch. So I just share with him and I share knowledge with him. He shares like his ideas with me and we talk, we talk, we talk, we talk. And now uh, time to make a team and who, who, who should I take as a coach, but not as a person who like is understands everything i understand and he understands everything like uh, a lot more like uh like he understands how i view the dota and it's not like we have the same view of Dota. you know it's we, we argue and like it's the best if you had the similar understanding it's the worst like it makes no sense like it's like one man spit it on two like it's nothing no impact but if you see Dota differently and both ways are great uh it gives you a lot because then you launch the engine or heart of a team where you uh, think about ideas and they bounce and you create them you, you are you can decline ideas so it's not that uh like maybe it looks like because i played with him and i know him that i brought a friend but i just brought the brightest uh, total mind like i can like think of uh when i needed help when i made a team like he is he's the first one yeah misha is just throwing flowers at everybody yeah it, he can't stop yeah <laughs> He's fun to it's work amazing. With. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make you like write to me my next uh, dating profile, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so Tommy, obviously your your all your last team was very different also culturally because you guys were very, very European and very Scandinavian. How do you feel a lot of the, the uh, different cultural the cultural differences right now with this team? Uh yeah, I mean uh, I think it's my first time playing with uh, a lot of like two CS players. I can see like Scandinavia is definitely different. You can tell a huge difference between like Insania, Misha, like Boxy and Amar, you know, stuff. And there's like on Blitz and two, I think there's a huge difference. Like there's also personality difference. And it's more like, I think, I guess the Bonkers and this also like in a in a way similar. Both of like the mental supports of our team. <laughs> and yeah, so that's why like working with boxes is so easy, because I've been working with this before and it needs to be similar. So I have I, I've seen this. This is I've witnessed this, okay? I've witnessed Misha, this new kid that is now our coach, talking to Johan and Seb, I promise, I this is a true story. And saying Okay, you are playing like a noob. This doesn't work. You play in this lane wrong. And Seb, and Johan was like, no, but I think that I'm doing it right because I'm this and this. He's like, no, 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 no. You're playing like a noob. And Johan, instead of saying, dude, who the fuck are you, kid? He was like, okay, tell me. Tell me how do we do it differently. And he was super open. Like, I think that's the key of the mentality of OG, you know? Like, it doesn't matter if I won three times. doesn't matter if I won two times. doesn't matter if you never won one. If you have something that I need, please tell me. Because I just want to get better, you know? We don't care who comes up with the idea. And now bringing Chu as well, who has this hunger and this also like authenticity to him, you know? Maybe it works better that if we brought a, key, a coach that has been around for 10 years and it's like, oh, this is how you play Dota. You guys are all in a way of figuring out together. And I would say, Taiga, I'm bringing it to you. My one criticism that I had for Liquid and Insania and the old roster is that I think that they were all extraordinary players but all of them saw, I think, in my opinion, Dota a little bit different. And I think if we saw your games, 
some of the times last year, it was hard to see a unified vision. And I think that that was the thing that Liquid needed to unlock to be maybe the best team in the world. And here we might not have yet the talent that you guys had last year, but we are in a way trying to figure out how do we build this together, you know? So we never have that problem. And that was the old roster as well for us. So I would say that's the OG Dota more than anything else. Did you feel that way? Yep, yep. I know, maybe I'm trying to pull the string, but it's not coming out. But I would say it was very clear for anybody that understood Dota, <laughs> how in Liquid you build a system of controls where you would do things unified at the same time. And that was like a unified forces, which is why in a way there was, there were some times that you guys look indestructible. Like nobody could build Liquid at some point. Unfortunately, most of the times it was against, against us, <laughs> unfortunately for us. I think you play the best fucking Dota against us Every time. I think we... Every time. Yeah, we knew you guys so well. We watched a lot of your guys' games, and I think we played similar, like, in a, in a way, similar playstyle. And it made us a lot more comfortable playing against you guys, because we were playing the same thing, and we know what to expect. You guys are playing fast. And yeah, but uh, I guess one of our weaknesses, as you said, like, it's probably, like, become unified at some point. We're not really consistent. We, uh, in one way or another, we will become the best team. We will probably win the tournament, and then the next tournament we will probably place last. You know, pretty inconsistent in our um, gameplay, and it shows a lot. You can see, you can look at our uh, results, and you can see like um, suddenly we are top three, and the next tournament we bottom twelve. Like, and it keeps going on. You know, <laughs> so yeah. When you play ESL, you guys were fantastic. When you won that ESL tournament, it was, you guys played amazing. It was a great tournament. That was great. Best feeling ever. Uh, actually, one of the best. Not the best. Which one did you win, Tommy? Which one uh, did you win? ESL won Germany, I think. It was not a LAN. It mm -hmm. was online. But it was one of the big online tournaments that we won that we played last year. It was, I think, it was November, December. No November 2020, yeah. wasn't it? 20? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a great tournament. I, I watched those games. Good games, good games. Very good though. <laughs> yeah, they were really good. So Misha, what's next for you? What are you guys going to be looking at? What is the next bootcamp? What is the next season? I don't know. Where well, are you right now in your Dota journey? Oh, Dota journey. We are uh, getting closer to the closer to the middle. Uh, uh, we are going to bootcamp like or maybe uh, bring few people here, uh, like for example Amar and stuff, like in like few weeks or maybe less. So bootcamp very possible very soon, uh, but maybe a bit delayed. We will see. Uh, okay. Um, and about the how we are going, like as I said, uh, we are trying to first of all play a lot. Um, we are trying to play at least the same as other teams or more. So we are trying not to be lazy. We are trying to build a system where every day uh, looks a bit similar uh, because it's been a mess sometimes. And we are trying to make it so, for example, we can watch replays more consistently so we can talk about Dota more consistently. And it's not like a few days in a row you talk about it and then you just play, 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 you forget everything and then it goes bottom again. 
we definitely want to like make it more systemized, but not in a way where you box players. Like you, you still mm-hmm. give them give them freedom, but uh, we are trying to be more as a team now. Now, now it's a big process. Like now, we are not like trying to understand each other like we used to be. Now, it's the most important. Uh, now we are trying to understand how to outplay other team, other players as a team, as a unit. What to do together to outplay them? What what are they thinking and how how to break them? And we are thinking and talking mostly about it. And I think it will be the biggest boost. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you think that, for example, I want to talk about Boom for a second because they had an incredible tournament. Do you think that they figured out things before everybody else, or just this playstyle? What is the what is the biggest strength? I mean, first of all, I have no idea when, uh, like, uh, out of what this type of play like comes. Like, uh, I've seen they, they they played pretty good Dota, but I've seen other teams in other region play pretty good Dota. But it's the boom who beat everyone. Like, it's not like I could instantly notice them among everyone. Like, or maybe I, I just didn't pay enough attention, and others people uh, other people could, but I couldn't. So, I I just think people just catch uh, a feeling of like. Uh, how how to play together? How to lane together? How to pick uh, how to pick heroes? And it all comes together, and it's a snowball feeling, you know. You make a few good calls in one game. Next game, you are much more conf- confident, and somebody else also can speak. And then next game, you win. And then you oh, I can play this. Oh, we can do this as a team. Now we can do this as a team. And I think they progressed very fast. They were very strong and solid at the beginning. I think there is partly the thing, as you said, they figured out something. But partly, I think they were just very good as a team because they had to improve every day. They had to adapt to every enemy. Every, everyone tried to crush them because, like, they were winning around. But uh, they managed to do it. Like, so basically, they're good teammates, I guess. <laughs> and figured some things out. Yeah, I mean, great story, great story. So now you're gonna stay in Lisbon, uh, Misha. Uh, is Chu gonna stay in Lisbon as well with you the whole time? Yes. Amazing. And is Juragi gonna be there with you as well? Yeah, he sits next to me. Okay, <laughs> pull him. I want him to say hi. <laughs> so he's like, sorry, he's in ranked. It's too important. Right, <laughs> so it will be like the three of you are gonna be there the whole time, and then Johan is there. Well, he will go there next week, and then we're trying to figure out Alan want to bring uh, Tommy and then Amar to yeah. this one. T- Tom, is Tommy's. Tommy's. Yeah, Tommy's super easy because he's, you know, he's uh, his his passport allows him easy easy access. So Tommy can pop over as and when he feels the need. the The need is more likely when Amar's there, who's, um, you know, visa applications a little bit more difficult. I think you can't get a tourist visa uh-huh. at the moment, so we need to apply for a business visa and these things. So we expect maybe that will take a couple of weeks. The process. Um, and realistically, we'll bring him over regardless of the need, because we need to start the process of a longer term visa, because the first visa you get may be only 16 days. And then the second visa, okay. you might be able to apply for a month. And then hopefully you get the one year visa the third time. And then, you know, we'll be able to and then having Amar come to and from should be pretty straightforward. But and to Dubai, he went with his brother difficult. as well. How was That's that? Right, How was yeah, having so, Amar's brother again? Um, so it like it, it even that was difficult because we actually had to get um, a visa for his mother as well um, to say that his brother could 
could be his legal guardian. So <laughs> it's not just a case of him and his brother get on a plane and happy days. It's his mother needs to sign a letter. We need to get a visa done. And yeah, it's, you know, not any one step is necessarily complex, but there are just so many of them and you don't necessarily know what they are. When we were talking about a visa for him to come over to Portugal, there was a point where his mother would have to fly to Egypt to deal with the embassy in Egypt because the there wasn't a because we were dealing with a Spanish embassy because the Portuguese one was closed. Portugal and Spain work closely together, so I see we are doing quite yeah, to bring him here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as much so, as possible. To the fans, yeah, to the fans that worry that you know we're ignoring Amor and leaving him at home. It's definitely not the case. I promise you, I've uh, and the guys, and we've we've got lawyers involved. There's there's a lot of conversations around it. It's, we are trying. I promise. So I will tell you guys one secret for the fans. Everyone was looking at Amar this summer. Everyone, and a lot of people did not choose to even talk to him because they didn't want to deal with the complications of passports, age, and all that. But when Misha told us this is the guy that we want, then we needed to create a system of support of lawyers, of people that were going to be literally working to make Amar and BCM a possibility. Because we, we looked at it and it said, okay, it's going to cost us this money, it's going to cost us this time, it's going to cost us this trouble, you know? Many other teams will have said, well, fuck it, it's not worth it, you know? Just get the other guy. But when Misha told us, but this is the guy, that's it. I don't think you got any opposition from either Johan, Sepp, or me, or any of the players. Uh, we were like, uh, it was. Awesome. I was concerned, and I said like maybe like we shouldn't, maybe it's too much. But everyone just encouraged me and told me like you you should go, you should go. Don't even think about it. So I had a bit of like dark emotions because I like like oh maybe it will be like very hard. I don't know, but I really like him, and just like everyone said me like and you and Sepp and Johan. And they all say like, "Let's go, let's go!" If you really feel like you you do it, and I did, <laughs> and I don't regret it. <laughs> of course, I think it went, it went good. We just knew it was gonna take a little bit more paperwork and a little bit more money and a little bit like this, you know, like, "Hey, we wanted to be here, but he's not here yet." But if you think about it for the long term, you know, all these things are gonna be solved in six months or seven months, and then you have like a teammate that you want maybe for the rest of your life if things worked out, you know, yep. for the next four or five, Absolutely. six years. So. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad because I think also his family was very supportive about OG. When we met with them and, and his brother and his family, they knew that if Amar had to join a team with his current circumstances, he needed to have the team that had the resources to actually make it happen. Because otherwise he will have found a lot of trouble if he joins like a Tundra or like a, a Tickles. Maybe they didn't have the expertise that we have doing this. But now they're getting actually both of them are signed with the organization, so they're good for that. But yeah, no, it's, one, it's good. One thing one thing that's yeah. interesting about his brother as well is that um, we, we assume sometimes, I think, that he's, you know, because Amar is um, employed by us, that his brother is available to help. But his brother comes over to help Amar. He has to be his legal guardian. But his brother also runs two businesses. So it's not like his brother's coming along for the for the fun ride, you know. It's like he's sacrificing, I guess, the time of his own businesses to help Amar's career. And you know, That's shout amazing. out to shout out to him for doing that because 
I don't know how much more complicated if he didn't. <laughs> you know, it, it could be a complicated situation just made worse if he wasn't there to help us as well. His, and and with him understanding the visa process partly as well, he's he's been there to help me help Amar as well. So that's amazing. It's a good, it was part good of our talk system. with him. He said that he he was going to support his brother. He understood that this was mm. his brother's dream, and he said like, look, as long as I have time, I will do my best to support him. I think yeah. that without his brother. It would have been harder for me to say yes. And when yeah. we talked to his brother, he was like, yeah, we're all in. You know, the family will support it. There is obviously we need you guys to take care of these six things. And this is very important for us. And besides that, we will support you. Okay, I will say we're going to have the last topic of conversation before we wrap mm -hmm. things up. Uh, let's do it, let's what do was it. the best moment for you in this Dubai tournament, Tiger? Best moment for you? So the best moment was obviously, I think, uh, it was meeting the... Amar, I was looking forward to meeting Amar for the first time after playing for months together. Yeah, and that was really exciting. He was just the same as I thought he would be. It's just that he was a lot more shy on, uh, in real life. Um, and also Dubai, I was expecting it to be like very, very hot. But it wasn't as hot. It was actually, the weather was amazing. It was about perfect when it was uh, even the evening. The other morning it's way too hot, but like in the evening it's so chill and perfect. No rain. The sun is not too hot. The the wind is cold. I like I liked it a lot. We did a lot of things really together. Like me and Chu went out to to do sand biking. I think that's probably one of the most fun thing. I saw that. It was awesome. Yeah, and then the sand, <laughs> and then uh, of course that's the highlight of the tournament. I mean, the highlight of uh, playing on the stage. I really like playing on the stage. Even better if there was audience, but. Kind of be too greedy. I think we played two times on stage, and uh, our atmosphere was really great for being on stage. I really liked it. So, uh, awesome. For you, Misha, you were not there, but what was your favorite part about the tournament? I mean, as I said, the the, the fact that you didn't uh, stop uh, and kept improving, uh, lose, improve, win, improve, uh, and they didn't fall apart. First of all, they have no player. Uh, like that, that was supposed to play with them. Second of all, like this player is a captain, easy to get lost, easy to get tilted after a lose, easy to get uh, mad at someone, easy to get lost in the game, easy to do a lot of things, and they fa fa d d didn't fail at like 99 things out of 100. Like th they did so many things like in a perfect way. Like I I've seen like like th there are games like I I'm watching the first 30 minutes. Like it's all perfect, every click by everyone, and I'm. Really, really proud, like the way they progressed throughout the tournament, and the way they took losses. Also, Tommy said it. I think we got mm. like much stronger at it. Like, and it's a very important skill. It wasn't like the best. I, I can say like uh, our skill. Like we, we weren't taking losses as we should, but it's not like horrible or anything. But uh, it's not like how I see it should be uh, to be like the champion, to be uh, to, to 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 really be the team, the only one, and. Now we got a bit closer to the picture that I have in my head, how you should take losses. And th that's the highlight of the tournament for me. Big highlight. Amazing. Alan, for you. Can I go? Yeah, so. Yes. But give me like me. a 20 second story, not like a four part story where oh. you end up in the shrine <laughs> with your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. So for me, it's a very similar thing to what Misha said. It was the, it was actually when we lost. So I was backstage. And 
you're watching it we get a live feed there and i know we've lost so I'm, I'm i'm trying to get to the players as soon as possible right and as i'm going up the stairs the first person i see is Uragi, and he's looking across the team and it looks like he's laughing or or they're they're fine and i'm and at that moment i thought okay this team is way stronger than i thought and they were not enjoying the loss or anything like that but they weren't mad they understood what happened and then tommy actually credit to him got the guys together and they started doing like a uh, a huddle on stage but then we got ganked by Maposhka to go and I, I think that was partly <laughs> so, she was but that for me I think she was the one also. oh was it okay yeah. yeah yeah but that for me just showed because yeah we've had flare-up moments we've had times where it's been rough and people want to say something but for me when you've been eliminated on the stage and if you can walk off with a smile and your head held a little bit high you're good right like you can Let's carry speak. on improving. Yeah, you can improve in the future, but if you, you know, if you can take it with respect, it's good. And I thought it was wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. I think for me, the best part was that even though this is not, we haven't really pushed hard to get anything that <coughs> maybe made OG OG, we have actually found that what makes OG OG is getting the right people and entrusting them. We don't really have to push anything else. Everything else just happens, you know? And I think that by the time we trusted Misha and we saw Misha, he has, in a way, made this team OG just by being who he is. And we never wanted this to be the OG 2.0. We never needed this to be like this, but there's a lot of similarities that are there. And maybe, you know, maybe you start thinking it's nature or nurture, you know? And maybe it's when you have all this mentality and you have this friendship and you have this and you have this, maybe this is the way that Dota OG looks like. And I am, mm. I said it many times, I'm very happy and very hopeful and actually very excited about the future. Because I think we're still playing like the, the level two of what we can be. There is still eight levels ahead yeah. of us. And I'll by look. the time we get there, people are going to be scared of you, Misha, and of you guys. And that I'm looking forward to that. Of the oh shit, OG is coming, you know? Like I, I need that and I want that. Because we had that before and now it's like, hey, OG is coming. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Secret already knows that OG is coming, you know? <laughs> Secret already has learned our name. This puppy guy, you know? So now now we need some of the other teams to start yeah, thinking. Yeah, yes, we need Liquid to start thinking that way too. We think about it, even when we won TI twice, you know, we still had like these rock, paper, scissors, you know? Where it was, we'll beat Nigma, Nigma will beat Secret, Secret will beat us. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. As long as you consistently can beat the same teams, you know, that's a great place to build from. If you can consistently put two zeros on, on, on Secret, that's a great place to start. Because, dude, Johan and Seb broke Nigma. They, we got broken by that, <laughs> and then they broke Nigma. Yeah, they like, did, they did. When Nigma, when Nigma saw that OG was coming, he was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Because then Nigma will get secret and they will dumpster secret and they will dumpster yeah, everybody yeah, else. Yeah, but yeah. the time we got there, we were in their heads. Like secret was in our heads, you know? So yeah, 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 this yeah. is it's fun. We, we're in a great place of Dota. And I'm very happy that there is some, that the spirit is there. Because I think they, they add a whole different level, you know? Because we before it was just secret, Nigma, Liquid, OG. Secret, Nigma, Liquid, OG. And now you have spirit. Super fun thing to watch. And now you have these booms. I mean, for me, boom, remember it was when TNC won the major uh, in 2019. I think it was the Chongqing major or, or the 
of the Germany major. Anyway, they had this run. They were fucking incredible. You're always going to have these, these. That would have been. That would have been with Tim's as well, who's in Boom. Yeah, yeah. Right. Correct. So they they had like these incredible runs. So we're always going to have these incredible yeah. runs, what makes Dota amazing. Or Beast Coast having this amazing run, you know. Yeah. I mean. Please, That's NA fun. teams, just feel feel free to have an amazing run anytime soon, you know? Anytime. With no hurry. Whenever you feel like my joining favorite, Dota. Just... <laughs> my favorite is still the um, the team in uh, TI. Oh, you're going to have to edit this now because I can't remember their name. The TI5 um, with QO, 4Ev, and they were just yeah, MVP, MVP Phoenix. Phoenix. That's it, yeah. That, for me, was the, the most... Ayo Bristolback. Ayo Bristolback. They were very Everything they did. Yeah, it was together. just crazy to watch, right? There'd be a spirit breaker in almost every game, I think, and they'd just March, be... March, March, spirit breaker. breaker. I think spirit so, breaker yeah. Mm -hmm. March. Yeah, and when you just get something exciting like that, it's... I I mean, because know. people I see that they just have five players, underdogs, and they just play for one strat together, and they give everything, and they just, like, I mean, it's so hard to make it work, and everybody loves those toys. <laughs> they're the best. Like, they're not, like, five high skills. They're, like, five... Good boys trying to make strat work. Like it's, it's the best to cheer for them. Of course, everybody loves it. It was amazing. Even what was the, the, the Greek squad, you know? The Greek squad that it was on the... Adfinem? Uh, he was with them. He was Adfinem, with them yeah. On... Adfinem. Adfinem. That was great. Another great run. What was the major? It was like the Boston major with Adfinem? Boston. Boston. Yeah, yeah he was with them. They got run. second place. Right? Yeah, yeah, got beaten by I can't remember some ragtag team that didn't go on to do much. I think I can't remember who was in it. I think it was. I can see that you're still not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> the saltiest thing, and I'm going to say it on the podcast. I don't know if he listens. The saltiest thing that after we lost the Boston Major to OG is that I was so salty. I think Seb did a interview that was purely in French on a website. I was so salty, I translated it to English. <laughs> and he was saying something along the lines of, oh, yeah, we knew everything that Adfinim were going to do. And it, it, it was, it was, I was mad about that because the problem is we knew everything that OG was going to do because I think at the time they were even... You know, you'd always have... You'd have I'm flight. This is one of my long stories. Everybody knew <laughs> what you we were going to do at TI9 and nobody could stop it. just doesn't matter. Everybody yeah, knew. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. Everybody knew. Yeah. What are you going to do if we do it that well? Are you going to lose? We went, what, 12 I know with Ayo? <laughs> Everybody knew. Everyone knew. Yeah. Nigma knew what yeah. they were going to do when they let Ayo go through, and they still couldn't stop it. Yeah, because yep. they, they backed themselves to beat it, right? But guess what? Sometimes you can't, whatever the, you know. So it, 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 I was so tilted after that major, <laughs> just for that one article. I was going to say, everybody knew what a spirit was going to do <laughs> in the finals of TI. Everyone yeah. knew. PSU knew. When they let the Magnus go through on the last game, they knew and they still couldn't stop it. That is the beautiful thing about Dora. They, you couldn't stop and those it. Are, those, Collapse was just those good... are the most those are the most fantastic performances. And and my favorite individual performance is sort of the same thing. Do you remember Sumail Storm Spirit at DAC? Um he'd won the first, I think, because it was a best of five, I think he'd won the first few games on his own. And when they just tried to I think they were like Sending three people to mid, almost yeah, the entirety they tried to of the him. first five minutes. Yeah, they just wanted to end his game, and he gets a bloodstone on Storm Spirit and just wins it on his own. And it's, uh, it's just amazing to see that when even you you know what's going to happen, you put everything into it, and it's just like, no, sorry, too good. That's the, <laughs> that's nice the try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. 
Amazing. Well, we should have you guys more often. Uh, we obviously enjoy a lot and I know all the fans always are like, okay, this is really fun, but can you actually bring the Dota guys? So <laughs> now my question is, do you think that if we actually bring Yuragi, Amar and BCM, this would be a very silent podcast or they will talk? They will talk. Yes. I think they will talk. Very silent podcast. I, th- I think they will, they will die. <laughs> 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 they will instantly die. Just <laughs> You will see skeletons on chairs. I think... I think uh, <laughs> Like okay, if you talk about Dota, I think Amar can talk to you not for for days. There, there you have your yeah. answer. Yeah. Okay, so we'll bring yeah. then I should bring Seb and Johan to talk Dota instead of just me all this shit that I talk. <laughs> that would work. It would have to be yeah. It would have to be a very open conversation where you let Amar almost say what he wants, and I don't know where you're gonna get to with that. Eventually. I have a feeling so. that Amar is gonna say whatever he wants regardless of what I ask. Oh, yeah. that's why i think your podcast is a dangerous idea so. <laughs> now we can edit all this I okay just, anyway guys just, this I is just. getting long this is amazing thank you so much for being here uh we can't wait to be in lisbon with all of you guys finally i have still never been with some of you in lisbon so i hope to make mm. it this time and i hope everybody uh, has liked the podcast i am once again being told to please like and subscribe and in the comments tell us questions that we <clears throat> that we want that you might want us to ask to the players or any suggestion of new guests that you guys might want and yeah uh thank you so much everybody cheers cheers right, boys subscribe right, please. subscribe and like <laughs> more of you and follow <laughs> get your friends to subscribe as well